Welcome to Straight from the Muzzle, folks, where we are anything but straight. My name is Space, and I will be your host today for Valentine's Day and other things you didn't ask for. Now, on my last Spaced Out episode, I did say that I would talk about Valentine's Day, but I wouldn't make it sound that it's all about, you know, lovers and things of that nature. Valentine's Day, there's a lot of weird origin thoughts of where it came from. No one really knows when the actual origin of Valentine's Day started, but there's always like little bits of like possible hints. Like for instance, there's this fact that says that the root of St. Valentine's Day can be traced back to the Roman fertility festival of Lupercalia or Lupercalifragilisa expialidocious. You're welcome. On Lupercalia Day, a young man would draw the name of a young woman in the lottery and would then keep the woman as a sexual companion for the year. Now, keep in mind, if we're going way, 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 way back then, I think that's the fifth century is what that is. What if you grew like an ugly ass partner from the hat and you had to have sex with them for a year? You know, I think that would be one of the reasons why there are so many gay people today. <laughs> I would just be like, you know, I'm not interested in women. Sorry, you're not getting sex this year. Just go sit in a closet somewhere or whatever. <laughs> just kidding. That's so mean. But it also was kind of mentioned, I was looking into it, that the romantic side of Valentine's Day didn't necessarily start until the 15th century. So you can see a huge gap in time as to like, you know, okay, this is where we think it started, but this is when it was actually being like romanticized and all that fun jazz. So it's really interesting. What I wanted to talk about, though, is Valentine's Day isn't just for married couples or those who are engaged or those who are in relationships but choose not to get married, even though by common law they are. Valentine's Day is not just about that. Valentine's Day is also about spending time with someone you love. And to me, being with someone you love can be a lot of things. It could be with, you know, your parents. Let's say you have a single parent, maybe one died because of COVID, you have one left, make that time matter, make that time special because time these days seems like it's super precious. Time with a special person could be, you know, with your family. I know it sounds lame, but you know what? It's still a special time to dedicate to your family. Because let's say, you know, you're always in school now or or you're doing e-learning, you come home, you're usually with your friends, but there's one day you can spend with your family. Now, typically you could say that about Sunday, but then Valentine's Day makes it more extra special because then you can kind of go out of your way, make like little cards and, you know, gift chocolates and stuff. You don't really do that every Sunday just because you don't. A special person could be a best friend, maybe a friend that, you know, you don't have an interest in love-wise, but you want to be there with them. That's also an option. Be with a friend. That's probably one of the better things to do on Valentine's Day is just be with friends or be with a friend. If you're by yourself, you can always go online and play games. Play games with friends, watch a movie online, read a book. There's a lot of different things you can do while you're alone, but it doesn't necessarily mean you are alone. It's just do something different on that day that you normally wouldn't do on any other day. Now, for everyone out there who is married and stuff, hooray, do something nice, but don't spend a lot of money. You don't have to spend a lot of money to show appreciation to the ones you love. Doing something simple as cleaning the dishes or cleaning the kitchen, vacuuming the house, doing laundry, tidying up. 
those types of things show affection to the other as appreciation. And that's another good way to give Valentine's. There's a lot of money that is spent on like buying jewelry and lavish gifts and going out to dinner. And that's fun and everything. But it's also fun to show your partner, your scissor sister, that's also known as lesbians, you know, whatever. It's also good to show them how much you appreciate them and vice versa. So with Valentine's, you know, it's not just something about love with another person. It's pretty much love all the way around. And so I thought I would call it that. Now, I did pull up a really interesting article. It's called Weird Things You Didn't Know About Valentine's Day. Keep in mind that this was published back in 2017. So we're about five, six years later. So these facts are probably out of date, but we're going to go for it. Um, it comes from a website called wisebread.com. And I'll put that link in the information below so you guys can see that. Let's go over a couple of the fun little topics they have. So the price of love. 15% of US women send themselves flowers on Valentine's Valentine's Day. So there you go. Bam. So I'm wondering, it probably went up like maybe a couple of percent. So maybe it's like an 18 or 19% of women in the US send themselves flowers on Valentine's Day so they can feel special. Why not send yourself some flowers and some chocolate and, you know, maybe like an inflate a husband or whatever? Sure. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I was at Michael's and they had like an edible chocolate boyfriend. I bought one and it was delicious. <laughs> Just say that. I am not saying that cannibalism is a good thing, but it is in the form of chocolate. Yum. More than 9 million pet owners are expected to buy gifts for their pets this Valentine's Day. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say that's probably a little bit more higher than that. So maybe like 10, 12 million, just because percentages go up a little bit each year, not a ton. So again, another reason to celebrate Valentine's for your pet. Let's see. Wow. Okay. So men spend almost twice as much on Valentine's Day as women do. In 2017, the average man spent $156 while the average woman only spent 85. Good Lord. <laughs> okay. This next part is called the birds and the bees. According to the condom company Durex, in 2017, custom sales are highest around Valentine's Day, which are 20 to 30% higher than usual. Well, that seems about right because it's Valentine's Day. It's sex day as well. More at, <laughs> I love this one, more at home pregnancy tests are sold in March than in any other month. Now, it's funny that they mention that because usually February 14th is the middle of the month since there's only 28 days in February unless it's leap year. And so we're looking at two weeks after, you know, when you might get your period and boom, you buy a pregnancy test because you're not quite sure if you had a baby with one of the nine guys you slept with. I'm not saying that's the case, but you never know. Some people like to get around. Let's see. Okay. I choo-choo choose you, which is a Simpsons reference, by the way. Teachers receive the most Valentines followed by kids, mothers, wives, and sweethearts. What about husbands and boyfriends? Jeez. One billion Valentines are sent each year worldwide, making it the second largest card sending holiday of the year behind Christmas. Women purchase approximately 85% of all Valentines. That's a lot of Valentines. Jeez. Let's see. Hallmark produced its first Valentine in 1913. I didn't even know it was around that long. Shoot! It's a good company to be a part of. While Hallmark offers thousands of different cards for Valentine's Day, one card was the top choice of customers in New York and Los Angeles and virtually every other city in the country in 2006. 
that doesn't make sense. Oh, okay. So it's literally saying that in New York, LA, and every other city in the country around 2006, there was one card that was the top choice out of all of the Valentine's Day cards. It's really interesting. Probably a lot of analytics behind that. Sharing love around the world. In Japan, women are expected to give chocolate and other gifts to men on Valentine's Day. This tradition was started as a marketing campaign by Japanese chocolate companies. Men are not off the hook, unfortunately. They are expected to return the favor on March 14th, commonly known as White Day. That is the weirdest thing ever. What is White Day? I'm sorry, that sounds a little racist if you ask me. I just don't see why you need a White Day, but maybe it's other things. It could be as simple as it could just be like a country thing. Let's see. In German, to say I love you is Ich liebe dich. Yes, I did say I love you in German with the last part being dick. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. This phrase, sweets for the sweet, is a line from Shakespeare's Hamlet, Act 5, Scene 1. Interesting. You had me at hello. So this is an interesting one. For every 120 single men who are in their 20s, there are 100 single women in the same age range. That's crazy. How do Americans celebrate Valentine's Day? U.S. Census Bureau has the answer. This is really interesting. So in 2017, Americans spent 65% on greeting cards, 21% on plush, other gifts, 17. Wow, really? Jewelry was 11%. I would have thought jewelry would have been like in the higher rating because that is so highly advertised. Let's see, flowers are 32%, gift cards are 29%. Yeah, I can see that. Don't want to send mixed signals with your bouquet? Make sure you check out the secret color code of roses. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so red is like true love, respect, courage, love, job well done. Yellow, which has an asterisk. In some cultures, while yellow and white flowers are used for funerals and considered bad luck. Oh, I thought that was going somewhere. So it is considered bad luck for yellow and white. But yellow also means joy, gladness, freedom. Pink is perfect happiness, gentleness, sweetness. That seems all right. White, reverence, purity, innocence, secrecy. I'm worthy. I don't know of what. Keep a secret. Lavender is enchantment. Good for you. Light pink is grace and joy. Dark pink is thankfulness. Who comes up with this anyways? Like what? Just people who have nothing else better to do? It's like when people name colors of crayons and they're always like these weird, vague names like blue whale. Well, there's a bunch of blue whales out there. Can you be more specific? Or like a green grass? Instead of it just being like grass, it's usually like velvety or something like tree leaf or whatever. And it's like, well, a tree leaf can literally be anything. It's so stupid. Anyways, I'm sure I've bored you with those facts already. So we'll go ahead and move on to the next thing. Things you didn't ask for. <laughs> Here we go. So I've got two books that I got from Barnes & Noble. The first book is called Images You Should Not Masturbate To. And the other one is Hunks and Trunks. One of them was a gift to me, which is the Hunks and Trunks. And I recently bought this Images You Should Not Masturbate To, which I'm going to read from. You're welcome. So the Hunks and Trunks is kind of more of like a visual one. So I will link a place where you could buy the book if you really wanted to. It was bought a couple of years ago. And in the US, it was $10.95. So maybe it's still $10.95. And looks like in Canada, it's $12.95. <laughs> Everything's more expensive in Canada. True. Okay. Or maybe it's not true. Images you should not masturbate to. So what's funny about this book is that that whole title is in bold red, but the first picture <laughs> is an old guy. So he's got wrinkles and everything. He's holding an axe, slightly bending over in what appears to be a pond full of ice and water. <laughs> 
And of course, if you flip the book over, it's just a horse muzzle. <laughs> That's it. I'm sure there are people out there who do masturbate to certain things like this, but there are no page numbers either, like no glossy or anything. It's just straight up pictures is what it is. So the first picture is two cucumbers hanging from the vine. <laughs> This next one's uh, oh, it's a statue and he's holding like a scepter, but the way he's holding the scepter makes it totally look like, you know, a dick. <laughs> what is this? Oh, it's an opening of a of an oyster. I'm not going to lie. The picture of it, it looks like a river. And I thought it was like a topographical image. So I'll put pictures of the ones that I'm looking at here in the actual information below. And that'll be a Trello link. So if you want to, you can click on that Trello link if you're at home and just pull it up and you can kind of follow along. If you're on your phone, I don't know how hard that is, but you could probably just click on it while you're listening to it. And you can see the different images I'm talking about. What the heck? I didn't open that up. Wow. A hospital urinal. That's nice. I don't get what that is. So it's like this looks like a wiffle ball on top of like a hockey puck kind of a thing, but it looks like it's marbled. And then it just says Albania. I don't really know how I feel about that. Gross. So hair in a shower drain. (laughs) No, I just, I could see this being a thing for some people. It's a crab claw. With a finger, like it, so it's a crab claw snapping down on a finger. That's weird. Code zero one 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 zero zero one zero one one zero one 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 zero one 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 zero one zero one zero zero one zero 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 one one zero 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 blah 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 blah. I'm not going to read the rest of it. This is gross. I'm not going to comment on that one. It okay. It's one of those rag doll puppy dog looking, you know, old people dogs with a red wig on it, like a red hair wig. Why? That's not something you would masturbate to, huh? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> this one's great. It's one of those old like Holland China presses that you put onto like an image that you put onto like a China dish. And so in this one, it's like this, I can't tell if it's a guy or a girl. They're leaning over this log and they've got like this double-edged kind of like, I want to say, or a double-handled like axe thingy and they're like pulling up onto it. Basically, they're shaving it, but it looks pretty naughty. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Uh, I'll put that in there. Sure. There's some really old picture of a man in a leotard named Chad. You know, this is the funny thing. So Chad seems to be a very common joke here because I find there's a lot of different things that are Chad. You got a country named Chad. You got this guy named Chad. If you go to a pottery place where you paint them, there is even something that I think it's like a unicorn and his name is Chad. It's weird. Oh, my brother's name is Chad too, but I don't masturbate to that. That's weird. (laughs) I hope I wouldn't. Uh, Really crappy fursuits. That's great. I love that. (laughs) This looks exactly what it is. And you know, I'm going to like just put it at that and I'll let you guys make up your mind and decide. This is a perfectly symmetrical apple that looks like a perfectly plump pair of cheeks. Jesus. I don't know if I want to masturbate to Jesus. Awkward splits in a tree that obviously look like a butthole or, you know, I don't even know what that is. That's awful looking. Wow. Okay. So this is, I don't really know what I'm looking at here. It's very disturbing. So it's a man, I'd say probably in his 30s, 40s, super pale. We're talking like never stepped out of the house kind of pale. He's in some loafers, tidy whities but not the good kind that like form fit. There's obviously some bagginess to it. And then he's kind of just like nonchalantly, like I guess standing against a tree. So he's butt naked pretty much, but without, you know, he has the loafers, the undies, and then he has like this white rabbit mask on. I don't know. No, thank you. 
you. And I think the last image I will share here is... It's like a never-ending sausage link in one of those like styrofoam packaging things. So there you go. I'll take pictures of that and maybe I'll even put it (laughs) on as the actual podcast art for this episode. Okay, so you can get those. I bought this for $11 at Barnes & Noble as well. Shocker of all things. Let's go to emails. We had two people that reached out to us on the emails. So our first email comes from Zero Fox. This is actually a reply back to me reading out their email in the previous Spaced Out. So it says, I listened to you read my email on the Spaced Out episode, which again, I'm reading your email again. I appreciate hearing the words from you, girl. The way I found your podcast was exactly like Al. I searched furry podcasts on Spotify and it was on the top results. I produced a podcast myself called Who's Listening with Leon Andrews. I love it. I like to think of it as a part blog, part slice of life and talk show. Anybody who wants to represent a fandom group, hobby, a niche thing are always welcome on my show. Let's sit down, do a collaborative episode or a crossover, or we do an episode where we try to figure out why Michael Bay keeps making movies. I I clown down like a brown cow, so reply. So the last part where they're like, I clown down like a brown cow. I always say something like, I'm ready to clown down or something like that. I say the weirdest thing. So it's funny that they say it like that. And then they also make a Michael Bay reference. Truly, why does Michael Bay keep making movies? They're not that great. And I wish they would stop. They're so intense. It's too intense. Like it should be in a museum where there's just one section that is called intense. And all it is, is just the words Michael Bay. And that's it. So yeah, I would love to do a collaborative episode. And I totally agree with you. Michael Bay needs to stop you know, making movies. So there you go. And I am totally down to clown like a brown cow. The other email that we got comes from Zephyr Wolf. And I thought I'd save this one for Spaced Out just because of the convenience and the time that they sent it in. But they said, hi, Space and Bean. I'm Zephyr, he, him, a whiskey from Montana. I just wanted to say I love your podcast and it makes me happy through some of the darkest times in my life. I like to listen when I'm doing homework or chores and sometimes when I'm doing art. I have a few questions for you. So Bean's not on this one or Sparrow, so I will answer these questions for them. Who makes your intro song? I bought it actually from... (laughs) Where did I buy it from? I think I still have it on as a link. Let me see if I have... Oh, I think it's from Tune Pockets. It's either from Tune Pockets or it's from somewhere else. But I have bought the rights to the song. And so I have the certificate and then I also have the MP3 for it as well. I am looking for someone to write us a custom intro song. So if anyone out there you know of who does songs or does music that is looking for a commission or someone to commission them, let them know or let me know so I can go and find them and see, you know, what they're all about and all that stuff. Because I want to do something, you know, unique for our podcast. I think it's time. Their second question is, do you have any advice for art, specifically pause? I can't do them all that well. Pause are interesting. My husband's drawing technique has come super far. And so he started at the basic and now he's doing a lot better. I bet he could offer some advice on that. And I'll also ask Sparrow and Deer Dog as well, because Deer Dog is really good at art. And I always go to Deer Dog for all my art, you know, questions and commissions mostly. The last one is my high school is not very accepting of the LGBTQ plus community or the furry community. And my parents don't believe me. How can I ignore this so I can be happier? Again, I love your podcast. Thanks for reading and I love you. Bye.
I struggle with this one because I'm sad that the last part of their question is, how can I ignore this so I can be happier? The answer is, is that you can't ignore it, but you can be happier. Sometimes having to accept the truth of something you don't necessarily want to accept is the only thing you really can do. And then what you have to do is create something positive and uplifting from it. You can create some of the most beautiful things from the most darkest moments. You'd be surprised. There's a lot of great artists out there that paint their emotions. And so you see these emotions while they're dark. They're very beautiful and they're very, in a way, inspiring. And so you can do the same thing here. There's a lot of schools. I get in Montana. It gets harder. You know, Utah is a little hard going up in Wyoming, Montana, and Idaho. It's a lot harder just because of the culture. You know, never be afraid to be who you are. You know, if you are different, embrace that. If you are, you know, silly and outgoing more than most of the guys out there, most of the girls, or let's say you're trans, always embrace that about yourself. That's the most important thing you should accept as who you are, because no one gets to determine who you are. Your parents may attempt to raise you how they want you to be. But when you turn 18, you get to be who you want to be. And, you know, it's hard when you're younger and you're still in school and you're, you know, you're not graduated from high school yet. It gets a little difficult, especially when you're not 18. You still have to follow the rules of your family and you kind of have to go along with things, you know, like with school. But there's always going to be people out there that are just like you. Just because you're the one feeling it, that doesn't mean there's others at that school who aren't feeling it as well. And I think it'd be interesting to seek out those and see if there's maybe like a really small club or maybe you can start to form a group together. Because the really interesting thing about that is if you form a group together for others when it doesn't exist, you yourself are creating something positive and something happy, not just for yourself, but for others around you. And for you, they will be an inspiration to you and you will be an inspiration to them. I would say to never ignore certain things to be happier because the more you ignore them, the less happy you become. You can try ignoring a lot of things and it's not going to do any better. I am a classic example of this because of therapy. I ignored therapy for so long because I didn't think I needed it. Truth is, I did need it. I've been going for about a couple months now and it's the best thing I've ever done. And it makes me a lot happier. I feel better when I'm done with the session. I can manage my weeks a lot better. I'm a lot happier overall. And I think that's a good thing. But that's because I decided to no longer ignore the issue, but rather accept it for what it is and make something beautiful of it. All right. Our last thing is I was going to go to Twitter and I have posted something on Twitter on our profile. It says, who in the furry fandom would be good for creating custom jingles or intros? So again, if you guys know anyone, please let us know just by emailing us. I was going to do a search for furry fandom trends and see if that's a thing. Nope, it's not. Okay, so let's just search furry fandom and see what comes up today. So Autumn Fox 841 just posted a super cute fursuit picture. That's cute. We've got Beetle Leg Oose or Goose Tar Pits. <laughs> and they said, I'm happy. This is my happy face. And then it's just them in a fursuit, which is really cute. That's interesting. From Lamashi Awo. So L-A underscore Mashi underscore O-W-O. I'm not sure what they said there, but it's a picture of someone saying inner side boob. Sure, whatever. <laughs> I don't really get it. Oh, what's this? Okay, so Buck Hirschfield or Tritrium Deer, jam time at Malukale Beach. Oh man, I'm really bad at that. So they're probably Hawaiian maybe. I uh, hope you enjoy the banjo, the ocean, and the nearby rooster. Let me just hear this real quick. 
<gasps> Cute. I love this. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. I am going to share this for the rest of the world to see. Oh, I don't want to share it like that, I guess. I'm just going to retweet this because it needs to be retweeted. And I'm going to retweet the best thing I've seen all day whilst recording an episode. And I spelled episode wrong. Episode. Tweet. That is adorable. I love it. Okay, so I'm going to actually save this. Can I save this or follow this? I'm going to follow this person. And I'm going to link this and put this in my husband's chat because I think it's cute. I'll put it in my chat because I think it's amazing. And then I'm just going to save it to myself so I don't forget. I think I'm going to end it on that. I think that's a pretty good note there. As per usual, if you guys ever want to reach out to us, you can on Twitter, which is at From the Muzzle. On, I was going to say at Facebook, but we don't, I mean, we have a Facebook page, but no one really uses it. You can also email us at talktothemuzzle at gmail.com. You can find us in our Telegram chat. You're all more than welcome to join. Lots of fun people in there, share lots of fun things, lots of great topics and discussions. I actually get a lot of our episode topic ideas from this. So there's that. And anything else? We also have SpeakPipe, but I believe I'm going to go ahead and retire SpeakPipe as to no one's using it. And I'm losing about $15 a month because no one's using it. So I'm just going to go ahead and cancel that after this month, February of 2022. And then starting in March, I'm just going to go ahead and not announce it anymore. So thought I'd give it a try. Not worth it. Oh, well. Anyways, thanks everyone for listening in. Thanks for those who emailed in. And thanks for those on Twitter who made my day so much better. Have a great day, everyone. Bye.